Good morning. I have a special guest this morning. His name is Tyler Hesseltine, and he is a master arborist from Davy Tree. He's a district manager. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning. Good to talk to you. Say, I am curious how things are going to look for fall. I've noticed a lot of my trees have lost some leaves already. They've browned, and I think a lot of that's due to drought. How is this drought we've had and all the hot weather going to impact our fall colors? It will have an impact, and probably as most people would expect, it's going to be a little negative in that a lot of trees, if they've had a a harsh growing season, one of their defense mechanisms is to actually go ahead and go into dormancy early. So we will see a lot of trees before the, you know, cool evenings that will ripen up those colors. They'll actually defoliate some as just kind of a preparation and forfeiture of this whole season. They'll say, you know, it's been dry, it's been hot, and I kind of want to be done with this year. And so we won't get the, that same vibrancy or at least the same volume in color, I think, this year as we would maybe in, in previous summers or previous falls. So will we see an earlier color change than normal years? Yes. We don't want to see earlier colors in our trees because that decision to go dormant earlier can be a sign of stress, not just maybe from the, the hot, dry summer, but also from other conditions extending from the roots or from pest infestations or diseases that cropped up through the season. So we might see an, an, an earlier peak this year, but also I think just less voluminous as far as the overall amount of leaf leaves and color there will be out there. What exactly causes it? So as the daylight shortens, the number of, of actual daylight, it will cause or trigger uh, hormonal changes within the plant and it will quit producing the chlorophyll, that pigment, that it's photosynthesizing with. So the green disappears as a result of not producing chlorophyll any longer. But some of those other uh, pigments, the anthocyanins and the carotenoids and those other really valuable metabolic chemicals in the leaves stay and persist. So as they fade from green, as the chlorophyll production dissipates, these other rich tannins and other colors will, will kind of, they'll be on display They've been there the whole season, but now really without the chlorophyll production, we get, we get to see them in their, in their full splendor. And what causes different trees to be different colors? We always know that the sumac are going to turn red and certain other trees turn yellow, for example. What is it that determines that? Just like all of this different tree species have different assortments of different types of these chemicals or pigments, So we know that maples uh, are often rich in anthocyanin, and so that creates the bright reds, and the carotenoids make oranges. We know that oaks are more tannin-rich. You know, oak wood is often used for barreling, for barrels for wine, and for fermenting liquors. Well, those, the tannins that make it valuable for that barrel also makes it give us those browns, those deep kind of richer brown uh, and yellow hues as well. So it's really the specific chemical makeup of the species that makes it trend toward the reds or the yellows or the browns or the oranges. So some of those trees I've seen along boulevards, for example, that are already turned brown and their leaves look like they're crispy and haven't fallen off, are those probably dead? Yeah, the ones that where the leaves are hanging on the tree and they're in that scorched it's unlikely that they produced a viable bud that will now also survive the fall, the cold, harsh winter, and then come out next spring. You may be able to scrape into that sapwood and say, well, I see green sapwood or there's some moisture here. But really, moisture within the wood 
will persist even if the tree is entirely dead for several months, but you wouldn't likely expect to see all of those trees budding out in the spring because they still have to survive putting out buds and then having them persist through a normal Minnesota winter, whatever winter we're, we're going to have. Because of the drought and the weather this year, are you anticipating a lot of die-off of trees in general or bushes, etc.? You know, the next four to six weeks will be very telling whether or not we get any sort of significant recharging of moisture. We generally do in the fall as air temperature drops, the moisture demands will drop, but we really need some some September and October rains to revitalize these plants to push that moisture out into the for that kind of final hardening off. I would expect that if we have a, an average or a drier than average fall, particularly our evergreens, our spruce, our pines, our conifers in general who are more vulnerable to overwintering injury since they don't drop all of their foliage, we will see probably a significant amount of winter injury coming into next spring. What can we all do to ensure the best health of our trees coming into fall after this drought year? Especially on high value landscape trees and shrubs, making sure that they get ample water and ample moisture, not just over the next couple weeks, but really until the ground actually freezes hard. So the younger, less established plant material you have, if you've got, you know, trees planted or shrubs planted this year within the last one or two years, they're obviously more susceptible than, you know, your large established shade trees. But high value plant material, I would, I would really recommend trying to find a way to get them some supplemental watering. It would be really helpful. And how do we do that? Is it a matter of you take a five-gallon bucket of water and say this is enough? Because for some big trees, for example, it's hard to know what they need. It is. And and watering large mature trees in general is, is difficult. And, you know, mm-hmm. each, I would say there's no golden rule in in my book other than Find a way to, you know, get two to three inches, get moisture into the ground under the drip line of your tree or shrub and get it so where water it long enough that two to three inches below the grade is actually getting wet so so the moisture is percolating down through the soil and preferably doing it late in the day, early evening, because that's when that moisture in the cool soil without the sunlight coming in to cause evaporation really it can it can percolate into the into the root system of those trees so late afternoon watering getting as much moisture in and under that drip line of the tree is is really kind of crucial and you know there's different sizes and shapes of trees but that's kind of a, a go-to is is under the drip line of that tree do you have any hints that we could look for if, if some of our tree might not be going to make it through next year if, so we can cut our losses maybe and take it out and replant this fall that is a good question i, I more often hear individuals trying to say, well, it doesn't hurt in waiting. And in that regard, I do somewhat agree. But I, I would say have, if, if you're not sure, have a certified arborist uh, stop at your property, kind of look at what, review what you've got going on, what you might want to install instead. I guess I would say first check to see if buds are set for next year, if it's a deciduous tree. If there are green buds that seem swollen, that seem they don't seem ashen gray, they have the right pigment or color for that particular species, then it's probably going to come back next. Anything else you think is important, Tyler, for us to know for trees as we go into fall? This is a very good season, even though it has been dry. As the trees kind of prepare for winter, there's a lot that we can do for them, a lot that we should do for them on small 
diameter trees that are susceptible to maybe antlers from bucks in where there are deer. You might want to wrap those or put on, on repellents. You can wrap smooth bark trees in the late fall to protect them from winter injury. Obviously providing ample moisture if mother nature isn't going to do it. Anti-desiccant applications can also help reduce moisture loss. There's really an arsenal or a toolkit that, that certified arborists can put together for you to help manage or mitigate your losses after a hot, dry summer like this. So I would just say reach out to a certified arborist, see what your goals are, and see if there's something we can do to put the best foot forward coming into another harsh another harsh season, which is our, our fall and winter. Well, I appreciate all your tips, and I'm sad to hear that our fall season won't be as glorious, but there's always next year. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you so much.